Welcome to Valuification of Things, your one-stop podcast on the discussion of value and especially business value. This is a forum where your host, Shri Sundaram, will be discussing topics on how to quantify value for practically any scenario. Along the way, we will have business leaders and subject matter experts describing their value journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast episode. Hello, I'm Sri Sundaram, your host. In today's episode, we'll discuss the nexus and influence of AI technologies such as ChatGPT, BARD, LLMs, which are large language models, on accelerating digital transformation, or DT, in an enterprise. ChatGPT and BARD are the new rage these days, and they have certainly seen their place with end users. But can organizations gainfully use AI technologies to digitally transform themselves faster? Today, we have an industry leader in this conversation who has been doing this for many years, and I'm excited to hear his points of view on this matter. Eric Chenio is an accomplished executive and digital thought leader with over 30 years of experience in the technology and mobility industries. Currently, he's a general manager of data and AI-driven customer transformations at Microsoft. Prior to that, he was a chief digital officer for Michelin Tires. Earlier, he held senior leadership positions at HP and Apple besides being a serial entrepreneur. In his current role at Microsoft, he frequently helps companies envision their digital transformation journeys. Hello, Eric, and welcome to the Valification of Things. Yes, Shri, how are you? Very nice to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. So before we begin, Eric, everyone speaks about what digital transformation is. They have different kinds of definitions there. Can we start out by discussing what it is not? Yeah, I, I think what, what most of the companies, uh, uh, you know, when we talk about digital transformation, they, they get confused, I, I think, about two things. Number one is that usually we tell them that every company should become a technology company. And as you know, for most of the traditional companies, you know, they don't really understand what that means, you know, becoming a technology company. And what we tell them is that uh, we don't want them to become Microsoft. No, 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 no. But we want them to be able to be dangerous enough to be to be able to understand enough, you know, what the big technology companies they are doing, that then they could take advantage of all the investment that all the big companies they are making. So anyway, so that's the first one, right? So the, the, the second thing is that uh, at the end of the day, uh, the digital transformation of company, it is not a technology challenge. And, you know, as you know, I was the chief digital officer at Michelin. And after six months, I understood that. And I will tell everybody that it's 95% about people, mindset, mm-hmm. culture, change management, and only 5% about technology. So at the end of the day, it is not a technology challenge, right? It's really a human challenge. How do you integrate, you know, all the digital, you know, everything into traditional companies? Yeah, th- thanks for the clarity, Eric. And, and that aligns very well with my thinking too. So let's get to the topic at hand. You know, with all the buzz of the current generation of AI technologies, there's ChatGPT this, there's BART that, and there's LLM this and LLM that. You know, how do you think it impacts the pace of digital transformation in enterprises? Does it change it significantly or not? Yeah, I, I think it's a, 
it's a really a drastic acceleration. And, and, and the reason for that, and, and as you know, there are several ways to take advantage of generative AI, but the most easy way, right, is just to use, you know, investments made by technology companies and just give access to your data, of course, in a secured way. But you just take all the investment that, uh, you know, the tech companies that are making, then you, you give access to your data, you give access to the data coming from your organization. And guess what? what? What could happen extremely quickly is massive productivity gains, right? And, and let me tell you, Shri, I have been meeting with CEOs and the C-suite now for several months. Uh, everybody is interested to understand, you know, what is the impact on that productivity? But also they are very interested to understand, um, you know, how should they master that? You know, how should they get organized that they could be a, a, able to take, you know, advantage of this technology? Uh, so just the short answer to your question, it's a massive acceleration. And uh, and clearly uh, either, you know, you will have companies who will take advantage of all these technologies and that will accelerate, you know, their digital transformation. Or, you know, if they don't do that, then they will be in trouble, you know, as compared to, to their competitor. So I think that the, the barrier to entry for companies to be able to leverage a generative AI, I, I think it's easy, it, 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 it's low. Now, it depends on what you want to do with generative AI, but the productivity gains, I think, would be achieved very quickly, you know, by most of the companies in the world. So it, it's great that you talk about business productivity, Eric. So... In, in your journeys and conversations with CFOs, not CEOs, but CFOs, right? What are some other key business value areas that a CFO might be looking for uh, to say, hey, Eric, if you want me to do AI in my company, tell me what are the other benefits besides productivity? Yeah, I think, uh, 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 so, so I think that th th there's two things. So I was with, uh, with some execs, and uh, and and just the day I was with them, so we had the CEO, the CFO, and all these direct reports. And just the days before, they had the they had the strategy days when they they will talk about the strategy, you know, for the next five years, right? And uh, and, uh, and it was very interesting because then we we had the specific day on, on on generative AI, and then at the end of the day on generative AI, they they said to us, "Oh my God, we really need to strategically." rethink our workforce what you know what will be the shape of a workforce you know in three four five years from now because clearly uh, uh, you, you are not only gaining productivity but you are really reinventing you know some of the work that people they are doing mm -hmm. every day right uh, so so uh, shri i will argue that uh, uh, ceo is interested by that the cfo is interested by that, but also the the, the the chief people officer is very interested by that, right? What is the evolution of the workforce, you know, in this new era, uh, you know, of Gen AI? And, you know, in, in my previous life, uh, I saw some of the benefits of uh, of AI. And I remember, you know, we use AI technology to um, simplify and reduce the time it was uh, taking us to uh, manage claims, right? And at the beginning, the, the services people, they were nervous because, you know, they thought that, uh, you know, AI potentially could completely replace what they were doing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, so, so what happens is that, um, so we reduced the time, you know, drastically that it was taking us to manage claims, right? But then we used the humans 
you know, on, on the claims that were much more challenging. And uh, so if you think about that, these teams, they were swamped with, uh, with claims. Some of them were easy. And then they really appreciated the fact that AI was able to, you know, assist them. And then the, the other one that are the more difficult one, then guess what? They use their brand, they use their empathy, they use their their creativity, all this kind of thing. So anyway, so I think that there is a there is a clearly gaining productivity, but I think in the quality of the work that you are doing, I think for everybody, including us, uh, uh, you and me, Sri, I really think that. Uh, you know, I, I, I read an article, it was very interesting. They said Gen AI is like the world's best intern. And I really <laughs> like this picture, right? And, and I'm using it now. And my, oh my God, it's the world's best intern. It, it, it's not going to replace me now. It's going to make me better. Me, me being able to focus on what I like to do and not on the things that, you know, have not that much value. So anyway. No, that, that, that's, that's a very, very uh, insightful way of putting it, uh, uh, Eric. I'm going to steal that. The world's best intern, right? <laughs> that, that, that is fantastic. So, I mean, nothing is free in this world, Eric. I'm sure there are some challenges, right? With Gen AI, this stereotyping and you know, fake news and fake content, all of that. So what are some of the challenges that you see that organizations have talked to you about you know, in, in, in developing these AI programs? Yeah, so so I think I will probably do three ones. Uh, the first one is that if you don't have data, you have no AI. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and as we know, and you know that as much as I do, Sri, uh, you know, when we take a look at traditional companies, uh, they have data everywhere. They have data that in you know various silos, you know, uh, across the organization. And and if the AI, the AI is not able to have access to this data, then guess what? There is no AI, you know, there is no generative AI. So I think that there is really uh, an acceleration on the data transformation, you know, being able to feed, you know, AI. And again, as you know, no data, no AI, right? So anyway, so, so that's the first one. The second one, it's really a question of organization. And, and again, in, in my previous life, years ago, uh, we created something that we called the AI Transformation Factory. And it's really a group of people, uh, you know, and it's a mix of, uh, you know, IT, technical, data scientists, you know, kind of people, but also people coming from the business side who are grouping together and who are going, you know, back to your question to really understand, you know, what could be the benefits of AI, not only on traditional, you know, productivity gains, but also on the core you know, on manufacturing, on R&D, you know, this kind of thing. And, and I really believe that, uh, you know, we talked about digital factory in terms of digital mm -hmm. transformation. Mm -hmm. I really believe that companies will need to invest and will need to be the, these AI factories. Because, you know, for a traditional company, it doesn't make sense to have a little bit of uh, AI people across the various businesses, regions and stuff like that. It, it will not be, you know, an economical model. So anyway, so they need to build this uh, this kind of uh, factory. And then the last one uh, is everything around responsible AI. Because as you know, uh, you, you cannot let AI, uh, you know, be too loose, right? You cannot let yeah, AI yeah. manage the relationship between you, your customers, your people, your employee. You, you cannot do that, right? You need to make sure that the AI is doing what the AI is supposed to do, right? Uh, so it's a little bit connected to the AI transformation factory. So how do you make sure that you have groups of people who are quote, quote, monitoring, coaching the AI system 
to make sure that the AI, you know, is delivering what it's supposed to deliver. So, so I will say that in, in all the discussions, the, the, the data discussion always come, how do they get organized? And then how do they get organized on responsible AI? That's probably the, the three areas, the three challenges. So uh, th thanks, thanks. Uh, those are those are some great challenges, real challenges that I see. Um, so when we come back, I will ask Eric if there are compelling examples of AI-infused digital transformation programs that he has seen already, or after the break. This episode of Valuification of Things is sponsored by Valuefy. Valuefy is a free tool that allows you to create business value models. Go to valuefy.net and click download to begin your valuification journey. So welcome back. Today we have Eric Chanio, GM of Data and AI at Microsoft for customer-driven transformations. He gave us a good understanding of what digital transformation is not and the influence of AI in DT programs, DT meaning digital transformation. He also provided some salient benefits of AI infusion as well as some key challenges that need to be overcome in enterprises. In this section, we will get Eric to speak about successful examples of AI-driven DT. We will ask him if organization culture still has a place with the rapid influx of AI-driven decisions. We'll also talk to him about the predictions for the future. So Eric, in the various discussions that you're having with your customers, what are some good examples of AI-driven digital transformation programs that you're able to share? So on digital transformation related to AI, uh, I, I think that there is a, there is one area where we have more history than, than the others, and uh, and and we have to keep in mind that you know generative AI is new, right? It's yeah, not exactly. like uh, yeah, yeah. We, we are not talking about years. Huh? We talk about months. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, but but one area where we see drastic benefits, it's everything around software development. And, uh, and and clearly in the software development area, uh, you know we see you know significant productivity um, boost. But then the second thing also is that we see that developers they are really able to focus on you know when they have a lot of value add, right? So when they can really express you know you know all the power of their brand. It was very interesting uh, uh, you know recently, and I cannot give the name of the customer, but. I, so we start to deploy this kind of solution for the de de development organization, and and inside um, you had uh, some uh, some uh, some developers who were not comfortable about that. They, they felt that you know they could be threatened on their job. So anyway, so after six weeks of using you know AI you know in that development job, what was very interesting is that they they moved from naysayer to the biggest advocates we ever saw. And, and and the reason for that is that um, if you think about software development, you know the testing is something that none of the developer is excited by. The documentation, none of the developer is excited by. Mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. no, they are interested to write code, right? So you know, as I said before, you know, you have the world's best intern. So you write the code, and then you will have your intern who will take care of, of this kind of stuff. So anyway, so that's one area where clearly uh, we see the benefits already. And we see the benefits again in productivity, which is good for the company, but also in terms of the the work, the, you know, that that you are doing every day. Now, if you think about that, uh, and and the fact that every company needs to be more dangerous on the technology side, uh, and the fact that you know there is a shortage of software developers, think about that, right? All the traditional companies, 
oh my God, they should embrace Gen AI because that will be a way for them to have a you know, compelling software organization, but at an affordable cost and being able you know, to leverage you know, the, the best of the best. Uh, there is another example that I love. There is something that uh, one day you have to show on your postcard is that so we start to see these kind of tools, right? And, and we start to have a lot of customers who have access to, uh, you know, Gen AI. And, and, and the best one, the one that I really like the most is, uh, so there is a new option when you use Gen AI in Teams. And, and what you can do is that you can follow a meeting, okay? So you don't have to be at the meeting. You're just mm -hmm. going to ask AI to follow the meeting. So, and then what, what, what's happening after that is that you have an executive summary of the meeting but also you can ask AI some questions. So what did Sri talked about during the meeting? What are the action items that I took during the meeting if I was not at the meeting? So anyway, when you think about that again, it's the world's best intern, right? So you have someone who is carefully listening to everything and then, uh, okay, uh, now I'm wondering if that many people will continue to be at the meeting when it will be, you know, vastly deployed. So, anyway, so, so we see that. And now we, we start to see AI, Gen AI also um, on the core business of companies. So, so if you are in the chemical business, in, in your, if you are in the pharmaceutical business, clearly Gen AI, you know, could discover new compounds, uh, new drugs that would take more time, you mm -hmm. know, just the humans by themselves to, to be able to do that. So anyway, so we see an area of, uh, and, and again, we're just at the beginning. So I think right, it's just right. the beginning, uh, and then uh, you know, you know, as, as we'll have more history, that we'll be able to to leverage more. So uh, I appreciate what you just said, Eric. You know, it, it has really been in place since the end of last year, right? So so it, it's it's still you know the um, the implications of that is yet to be seen. But given that Wall Street is notoriously impatient, right? They're always looking for results. The shareholders are. If, if a CFO were to ask, when can we potentially see some plausible results? Maybe in about two years from now or one year from now? Oh, no, before that. No, 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 no. I, I, I think in terms of, uh, th there is several levels of, on how you could leverage a Gen AI, but, but really the first level, which is, you know, you know, improving the productivity of most of your workers, no matter where they are, they could be in services, they could be in marketing, they could be in sales, they could be anywhere. Uh, I, I think it's today, right? So now, now today, uh, you know, we're building capacities, right? That people, companies could leverage that at scale, but it's really today. And I think that for them as a CFO, I will really think about, you know, wh what are my investments for the next two, three, four years? And specifically my investment, you know, in terms of the workforce and the workforce evolution, because clearly Gen AI will have an impact. And uh, so anyway, so the, and, and I don't know if I can talk about the book. There is a great book, uh, it's called The Human Plus Machine. Uh, and, and I really like this book because when you read this book, uh, you really understand that uh, AI uh, is almost like a second brain, but it's not the main brain that we have as humans, but it's a brain that is able you know, to discover things, to crunch lots of data, you know, these kind of things, but it's still a second brain. It's not the main mm -hmm. brain or main brain with the main brain. But now what does it mean? You know, if you are planning to hire 500 uh, software developers, okay, you know, do, do, do you still do that? Or do you do that a little bit differently? Uh, you know, if you are to hire, you know, marketing people, 
do you do the same or do you want some people who are natively uh, you know comfortable with with digital and uh, and, uh, and and ai right so anyway so i think the the for the executive really thinking very hard on the kind of workforce so understanding by the way everything that is going on and then being able to understand mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what will be the evolution of the work processing is key uh, there is another example that i saw which is amazing you know you know inside excel there is thousands of options inside Excel, lots of options, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know, Shri, if you know all the no, options <laughs> that you have. No, it's crazy, right? There, there is so many, right? Uh, now, I, I, I saw the demonstration of Genai inside Excel, and it's amazing because you are going to ask in natural language you, the outcome that you want to get. And then Excel is going to use the best functions that they have to do that. You don't even know to know that. You don't even know to know which one they are using. Okay. Oh my God, it's amazing, right? That's uh, that's uh, so. Anyway, so rethinking. Uh, I think uh, you know the evolution of the work inside your company I think is critical. So one of the things that you just talked about Excel, I, I know made a made a thought in me, Eric. Is historically there was the culture of subject matter experts, right? You know, wow. there were a bunch of people in the organization, people you go to. Now with the, with the infusion of AI, there's a democratization of knowledge, right? The, so knowledge and expertise is more easily pervasive now. Uh, so there is a section about how organization culture have always played a key part in how companies operated the business, right? The level of risk that was taken, right? The pace of innovation that was allowed how disruptive influences were embraced. They, they were all, these These are the things that are all symptomatic of how organizations thought about it, especially the leaders, the culture, right? So given that a lot of the decisions are planned to be driven with the help of data, with the help of AI, uh, do you think, Eric, if culture still has a place in organizations, is there a belief now that because I've outsourced my decision-making to an intern, like you said, right? I would outsource my decision-making, at least part of it, to AI, uh, can expect now that the culture to be uniform across organizations. Um, so bottom line is, uh, Eric, it's a long-winded way of asking you, does culture still play a part in, in today's business of with AI? Yeah, I think, I think uh, so two things. So number one, uh, so I have a son, uh, he's 14 years old, and, and he was supposed to write an English paper and he has a tutor and uh, and uh, and he wrote something and then the tutor said to him okay you did not write that because the english <laughs> the english is perfect you did not do that yourself right so anyway and my point behind that is that i think that in this case uh, i i you know i've been in the tech world for some times i never saw technology that is impacted that is impacting that many people, no matter mm -hmm. how old they are. And I never saw technology. You know, it took two months for a, for a chat GPT to reach 100 million users. We never saw that first time ever, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. so, it's a, so, so anyway, so I think that everybody, no matter what, you know, like with every innovations, right? Uh, either you resist it or either you embrace it and you take advantage of it, right? So anyway, so I think that, um, uh, when you see your kids doing that, uh, I, I really believe that, okay, as part of a growth mindset, uh, you really have to embrace it. You really have to understand that and you really have to take advantage. 
of that. And, and that, you know, the example I was giving you with the developers, I really believe that a few months from now, you will have developers who know how to leverage NRI at scale, and you will have the others. And I really believe that the one who are able to leverage generate at scale will have a competitive advantage to the others. Now it's up to the others to you know to, to get to that. Now, now the second thing is that at the end of the day, and that's why I love this book on uh, human plus machine. We are humans, uh, and, and Shreya will argue that uh, you could be an avatar and you can be a, an AI trained computer asking me these questions. And and I don't think I will answer the same way. <laughs> and and I do, will I will I will I even do that? You know, I'm I'm, I'm really not sure. So I think that um, the, the more my view is that the more we'll have some freedom, the more some of the tasks, uh, you know, could be done, you know, by computers, by AI, by, by Gen AI. I think the more it enables us to center of, uh, you know, what makes the difference. And, and so I don't think that. Um, and as part of that, of course, there is the culture, right? Uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, in my previous job, you know, we, we build, a, you know, digital factory, AI factory, etc. Culture was critical, and and technology was an enabler to some extent. But yeah, I really believe that, um, you know. And, and by the way, there is something that you said: AI is not going to make a decision for me. Mm -hmm. No, no, mm -hmm. AI is going to assist me making the best assist, decision. Yeah, good, good clarification. But, 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 but it's not, uh, you see what I mean? So I think that, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we're very busy every day, right? Uh, what I do when I'm not that busy, uh, I will call some people, I, I will have human interaction with some people. Okay, now if technology is enabling me that to do that more efficiently and is freeing me some time, Great, I will use that to do what we're the best at, right? Yeah, yeah. Communication, collaboration, innovation. You see what I mean? So I think, um, yeah, culture will have a long way to go. The other thing is that, uh, you know, as you know, on generative AI, right? Uh, uh, if you deploy generative AI inside your company, right? Uh, the data, the model, everything stays inside your company, right? So yeah. it's not like um, we're not going to have a universal. Uh, answer to the same questions, you know, because no, no, each environment is secure, compliant, protected, right? So anyway, so so we keep the culture inside the walls of the company, right? So, so. That's, 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 a, that's an interesting insight there, Eric. So where do you see the future of customer transformation and all this? What can we see uh, additional disruptions in the space? Yeah, I, I, I really believe that. Uh, so the, the first step that will be the easier one is you take advantage of it. Tech companies, they have package solution that you will be able to use. And uh, OK, that, that, that's quite, quite, quite easy, right? I, I think the, the really the, the, the future is really how do you start to build your own AI, AI and generative AI system on your core business? And, and, and companies that start to do that, so there are some companies that are more advanced than the others. But I really believe that uh, you know you take a look at the core you know activities um, you know that you are doing, and then how do you apply Gen AI you know on on on, on your core activities? And I, I really think that if you do that, then you will have a, you know it will be a massive you know differentiator for you compared to the others. Now, in terms of skills, in terms of talent, in terms of investment that you need to make, it will be more than we, you know when you just 
take advantage of GNI. Uh, you know, the, the example I always like to 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 use is that, uh, and it's not GNI, it's AI, but still, uh, you know, if 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 I if I was doing an X-ray of my lungs, let me tell you, Shri, I will ask the doctor if the doctor is using AI to check my X-ray. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the reason for that is that, uh, you know, there is some data that is showing that AI is able to pinpoint, you know, cancer before a human is able to do that. Now, will I would like, you know, AI to tell me which kind of, uh, you know, drugs I should take, which no, I don't want that, right? I want yeah, a human yeah, yeah. to be able to say that to me. But but now now you know having someone who is assisted uh, to be able to give that to me. Yeah, of course I will do that. I will prefer that. It's it will be a differentiator for me because I will feel more comfortable that you know in this kind of uh, very hard situation, you know, I have the best uh, chance on uh, chances on my side. Yeah. So 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 thank you for your time today, Eric. I know you have to go. I appreciate your willingness to come on this podcast and share your deep and wide experiences in executive in executing digital transformation programs. I enjoyed talking to us here, listening to your insight, and look forward to having you back again. Uh, Eric, any closing thoughts? Thank you very much, Sri, and thank you for your leadership in the digital transformation because you are also a reference uh, uh, in this industry. So thank you for watching this episode. Today we had Eric Chanyo, Senior Industry Executive, talking to us about digital transformation and the role of AI and data in accelerating such programs. He gave us a background on what DT is not and how AI has helped to shape the pace of organization transformation. He provided solid examples of successful AI-driven transformations. We also touched on the topic of culture relevance, given the rapid proliferation of this technology. In future episodes, we will continue to dwell on the valification of things with other thought leaders and industry executives. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Valification of Things. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you did, please share this episode with your friends and family, and don't forget to leave a review. We're always looking for ways to improve and bring in the best content possible. If you want to be featured on this podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at Thank you.